Good evening, everybody. It is Monday. No, it's not. It's Tuesday, May 28th, 2013, and I'm ready. I promise you I'm ready for 10 dozen minutes with Jake and Mr. Skullhead. I'm Mr. Skullhead. I'm recovering from uh, sickness and doped up on pseudoephedrine, and Jake is on the line with me. Are you, are you going to be all amped? Are you going to be talking at twice your regular rate? I'm going to be amped. I'm going to be amped and pumped. Pumped and amped. You're going to be char- I mean, charging twice as much for yeah. this radio show. Yeah, at twi- two times zero is zero. Yeah, and also because my head is kind of stuffed with snot, and my voice sounds weird in my head, and my tongue is too big, I'm going to be tripping all over myself. It sounds so a little great. different, but not not in a real bad way. Yeah, it'll be fine. Hang in there. Maybe kids. like you you yelled too loud at a uh, at a rancid concert last night. At a, like a the band rancid, or just a concert that was so bad that it was like spoiled mm-hmm. meat. Ugh, man, I uh, I went into the office today instead of eating breakfast at home, and I decided to break my fast as I usually do at the office with three triscuits and a ramekin of nuts. But the first nut I ate was like I had never experienced just like a container of nuts going bad before. Yeah. Oh but man, it was fucking gross. Yeah. The first you know, I time ate it. It wasn't. It wasn't nut. like weird until like. After I had swallowed it, and it was like, oh, God, why does it taste like I just swallowed a bunch of bleach and poop? Hmm. Yeah, it was really bad. Send it. Throw out a bunch of nuts. So it was all the nuts? It wasn't just one bad nut that had spoiled the, the whole jar? Well, I tried. I wasn't sure. I, I was, uh, like, because after that I drank some water, and I was like, wow, they even this water tastes gross after that. But I think it was just, you know, it was uncovering new gross nut awfulness yeah uh by rinsing different pieces of rotten nut out of different little nooks and crannies of my mouth uh so i had i had hot stuff i was like hey try these nuts put (laughs) these nuts in your mouth and tell me if you taste anything weird and he ate one and he's like no it's okay and then he ate another one he's like oh no that's super fucking gross we should throw out all of these nuts so you didn't make him sort through all of them you didn't hire a (laughs) couple of squirrels to eat all of them and then wait give me back the good ones guys uh, what? I mean, what are you going to do if if 5% of the nuts in a thing of nuts are bad and you can't tell until after you've eaten them and ruined your entire morning? Yeah, you, know? uh, you just gotta, gotta throw them all out. It's like if only the sour cream at the bottom of the sour cream may be bad, but yeah. Yeah. How do you... Beautiful. I mean, I know this is like... It is hard to tell. ...1980s comedian, but how do you know when sour cream is bad? Like, what... I would think that if it got, like, mold in it. There is, though, that, like, that rotten, dairy, very specific taste that even sour cream will get if you if it's past its prime. God. You know, I am little enough of a dairy enthusiast that I don't actually know what that tastes like. Uh. I've never... As far as I know, I have never tasted spoiled milk. Just it, because, I, like, I just don't. I barely you don't drink a lot of milk. milk. Yeah, I'll, I'll eat like five bowls of cereal a year, and there's always milk because somebody else is always regularly eating cereal and keeping the milk up to date. Right. But yeah. So yeah, maybe I would eat the sour cream, and I'd be like, "Ah, oh, this is a brand of sour cream that I don't like." <laughs> but it turns out that brand is just nine years old. It sets your tongue to crawling in a way that I think you would you would know right quick. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, when I worked at the camp 
like in the middle of high school, we would on a break would just like grab a carton of milk, one of the little tiny ones, and down the whole thing in like three gulps. It became a thing to see how fast you could drink one of those. And the day that I accidentally grabbed a sour one was the day that I stopped playing that game. Oh, good, <laughs> yeah. I managed to get it all in me and then had to try very hard not to have it come right back up. Mm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's going to happen sometimes, too. Drinking milk, man. It's for baby cows. That's it. <laughs> I am the guy who will just drink a glass of milk. Now I know. It's fucking weird. I've seen you do it. I mean, I get that a lot of people, a lot of people do that. I just and you know, I drink skim milk, which most people would say doesn't isn't even milk at all. But uh, it's fine for me. It's like I like there to be a variety of beverages that I drink over the course of a day. Maybe yeah, coffee, some, water, and beer. That's the variety but that you need. Coffee is fucking disgusting. Oh, and it's man. too early in the day to drink beer most of the day. Mm-hmm. So I'll have some milk with breakfast and like. I'll, I drink water throughout the day, but then I'll have like a, a lemonade or an iced tea or something. I have a diet soda or two in a day. That's my caffeine in the morning. But uh, no, I only drink beer when I when I do my show with you or if we have a party. Mm. I'm uh, I'm drinking scotch mm. this time around. I decided. Like a single malt. Than, uh, I believe it is a single malt. I don't remember. It is uh, it is Dalwini fifteen. It's one of the things that I is the one discovery that I made in that uh, Scotch Advent calendar uh-huh. that I got. It was the one thing. It was like, damn, this is fucking good. And I went to I went to a Scotch store while we were in San Francisco, and I asked if they had it, and they said, no. What do you like about it? And I'll recommend something else. And I said, man, I do not have the foggiest fucking idea how to answer that question <laughs> like my normal response to that question would just be to leave but i really want some scotch yeah, so you didn't want to but you don't know how to say like it's like peaty and smoky and smoke peaty yeah yeah i mean i i have those feelings about the scotches that i drink but then when i describe them to other scotch enthusiasts they just say no, what you're describing is the opposite of what you just drank, not the thing that you just drank. I'm like, uh, yeah. oh, okay. Well. <laughs> there is a game that we play every year at the Robbie Burns night where we drink a bunch of scotch and have to match up the description of the scotch flavor that, that is on the bottle with the scotches that we've drunk. And there's only one of us out of, like, 50 people who can actually do it. Mm. With, like, uh, the notes of chestnut and... Sure. Wall, wall greens. This doesn't What's taste your, like wall greens at all. What What do you think about that? Like, just that kind of thing. I'm sure we've had this conversation before, but you know, there's the the XKCD argument is that you can you can develop a really nuanced vocabulary for talking about anything that you pay enough attention to, no matter how much inherent complexity it has. Yeah. Like, I. Like, I could probably identify a bunch of beers that I tasted blind more than most people could relative to, like, what style of beer they were described as, right? Because I'm, you know, I've I've spent a lot of time going out of my way to try a lot of different beers. Mm -hmm. And so there definitely is a bunch of variety, right? There are things that are wholly unlike one another that are both beer. Sure. I have not found that to be true with scotch or wine. 
I've had a pretty broad scotch experience. It, it, po- and possibly just at Robbie Burns Night, where we have five different, you know, five or six different ones at a time. And it does run the gamut from stuff that's really sweet to stuff that's dry and smoky and, yeah, definitely distinguishable. I mean, there are scotches that I will describe as salty. Sure. And and I guess that's the smoky. That's what I think of as the smoky because it's like, ah, this is like smoked almonds. But I don't know that I can really distinguish smoky from salty. Um, that's like the back quadrant of the the tongue thing. Mm. It has that is totally not true that we were taught growing up. The oh right, salt, about sweet. Yeah, isn't aren't like there are higher concentrations of particular receptors in those areas, or is is it just all bullshit? Is it just was that thing just nonsense? It seems like it was all bullshit. Yeah, I mean, I remember reading that and then like taking like a sweet tart okay. and like putting it in the part of my tongue that it said was sweet and seeing if I get got more sweetness out of it and then putting it in the part of my tongue that it said was sour and like, no. Right. No, I did not. I mean, because most of the tasting isn't your taste buds, right? Like, most of taste is smell. And that's up above there anyway. Yeah. No, I've never, like, the things you're supposed to taste when you're tasting wine... After I read the thing that says what I'm supposed to be tasting, sometimes I can make some of that out, but that doesn't mean anything at all. Like, I mean, here, I guess... taste this. It's going to taste like chocolate afterwards a little bit. Is enough to make anybody taste chocolate, right? Yeah, I guess, if you're, if you're looking for it. Yeah. I mean, it's like one of those things where, you know, like a plate of spaghetti and a plate of vomit don't really smell all that dissimilar. Right? right? It's just if you're primed to be thinking about one like a gross smell you can if you're hungry you can interpret it if somebody's like oh this is the smell of a delicious meal you know um you know i guess if you if you think of like southern comfort i guess southern comfort is like has a bunch of artificial flavoring added to it so let's let's just go jack daniels like jack daniels is pretty sweet and i didn't used to think of it as a sweet thing because that was the thing where i sort of learned how to deal with just what straight whiskey tasted like right right so i think of it as just being very harsh and a thing that i've developed an appreciation for but it is really sweet relative to like maker's mark which i sort of moved on to as my as my go-to which is not at all it doesn't t- it tastes like some scotch that I've had, but it doesn't taste like the salty scotch that I've had. So that's there's definitely variations that I can perceive in that. And all of those things are called whiskey. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, who knows. <laughs> oh man, I had the greatest thing happen today. What uh, did you have happen today? I, uh, I the guy came out to change the filters in the reverse osmosis system, which is like a thing that I could probably do myself for ten times as much time and half as much money sure. as as calling the guy. But I just don't, for whatever reason, just having a guy come out makes me trust that drinking water way more than I would if it was like uh, I have no idea if I did this right. Hmm. You know, um, because. My my issue with the with a water filter is like tap water is safe. Like you're not you know that's the whole thing about civilization is that you're not going to get sick from drinking the tap water. But what you might get sick from is stripping all sorts of shit out of the tap water, putting it in a reservoir, and then fucking up and drinking it all all at once <laughs> because you the filter ran backwards or something. 
anyway, the guy the guy came out, and part of the part of the maintenance on the RO system is using a bike pump to inflate the like bladder that drives the faucet. Mm-hmm. You know that the tank of filtered water is hooked up to. And he left the bike pump there, and I called him, and I was like, "Hey, you left your bike pump here." And uh, he was like, oh, "I'll send somebody to come and get it." And the guy that he sent to come and get it was, I think, maybe the owner of the company. It was a guy whose last name was the name of the company, and he came out and got the got the bike pump, and then he said, "Give me a handshake before I go." And I reached out to shake his hand, and he pressed three Werther's Originals into my hand. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Okay." I was. I thought that it was a joke. I thought he was. My initial thought was like, "Oh ha, he's handing me some garbage as a joke, and he's gonna make me throw it away for him." And I don't know why I would think that somebody would do that. Like, I guess that's the kind of thing I would do to somebody, but not a stranger. Right. But then again, if I was some eighty-five-year-old dude and didn't give a fuck, maybe that would be a hilarious prank to pull on every stranger I met whenever oh. I had some garbage in my hand. Although I think when you're eighty-five years old, you just have to start handing out where there's originals. Yeah, it it's uh, those you know, are the only people who eat them. I actually really like them. I know, like I don't really buy them, but I'm always glad to eat one when I have one. Okay, you know, I mean, they're they're like, yeah, I don't I don't really know. They they feel sort of elemental. They feel like a they feel like an old kind of candy. They and are. I know they cultivate they cultivate that, you know, whether it's whether it's true or not. I mean, it's just like a what is it like a toffee. It feels like like it's just like a hard caramel. Hmm. It feels like there's probably some egg in there. Hmm. But I could be wrong. Egg? Yeah, Yeah. it's got like a it's got like a custard. I guess there's a weird creaminess to it. I don't know. It's a weird kind of like midway between hard candy and softer candy. Where it's you can bite into it right away. And it's yeah, I don't know pretty weird so the company was founded in 1903 it's uh owned by a german only adopted in 1990s the name it was adopted in the 1990s for the international market man hmm they make chewy versions now called caramelts so they're not the originals though i mean i guess they're not yeah yeah well we're gonna do it's weird, you know, that you think of Werther's Originals as the candy for old people, and then in the real world, you only ever see it when there are old people about. Yeah, I think that, I don't know if that's, well, it's that same chicken or the egg question, like, do douchebags drink Bud Light because it's advertised exclusively to them, or do they advertise to them because they know douchebags drink it? Yeah, I've never been able to figure that one out. I think, I think that's gotta be... It's got to be the advertising because I don't I don't understand how apart from tricking them that you would get people to pay the same price for weaker beer hmm. that also just like doesn't really taste as good. I mean I, like actually I don't remember I I don't really know what Bud Light tastes like. I've only ever drunk it ironically at Epcot Center. Like, uh-huh. I always force whoever I'm doing the drinks around the world with to have the real American experience by drinking Bud Light in the America section. Hmm. So I've only had, I've, I've maybe had like two glasses of it on purpose, and I was already 
uh, probably either seven or three drinks in, depending on which direction I was going. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I I have this like you know just the conversation where my my cousins call me a faggot for drinking Sam Adams, and I say, look, th- this is these are three times as strong as the beers that you're drinking. What the fuck is wrong with you? Like, yeah, I I don't. It's a mystery. So it's got to be the advertising. It's got to be the advertising. Yeah, it is definitely not the flavor. Although people who are are into the flavor and have only ever drunk that don't like anything else. Like, it's weird. It's not weird. It, it's interesting to see my father-in-law kind of process beer now because he's been a Coors Light guy his entire life. And when we come over... Just like, by God, we're not drinking that shit. So, we've been bringing different beers for him to try. And we've got him onto Newcastle now. Okay. But uh, some of the more crafty ones he'll try and say, nope, that's too too dark or too bitter or, you know, not enough like rice water. There's just too much going on. I mean, yeah. yeah I, and I, I can dig that. But it's like, cool it that is, he's It's sort of out. a different substance, right? And if that's the one you like, then, yeah, go ahead. Although I did, they had... The Budweiser that comes in blue bottles. Not sure which one it is, like Budweiser Blue. Yeah, you know, like Pepsi Blue. The actual mm. beer itself wasn't blue. But, Bud uh, Zero. Yeah. I had a Bud Zero at their place. And that was like a decent tasting beer. That tasted kind of like a Grain Belt Premium, which is like the slightly nicer version of that shit. It tastes all right, but the light ones, yeah. There's, I, I mean, there's, there's Budweiser American Ale. Um, that they started, I think they started making it right after the Belgian company bought Anheuser Busch, mm. um, which that's that's acceptable. You know, it's 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 like, hey, what if Budweiser made beer out of barley rather than rice? Uh-huh. You know, and it's just it's kind of yinglingy. I still don't is, understand yingling. It's, I mean, it's pretty good. It's a it's a beer. It's I think it's the in and out of beers. You know, like you 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 grow up having it around and then you go somewhere and you realize that it's only available in that one place and then you're like oh what the fuck why can't I get it and so then that's all you want you know it's like knowing you can't scratch your nose makes your nose itch why can't I scratch my nose well I mean maybe you get, like somebody taped knives to your fingers oh god I guess they just scratch never, it even better don't ever do that <laughs> okay the, uh, <laughs> Uh, where where were we even before that? Oh yeah, I don't Yingling. think I've I've heard anybody who is not from where Yingling is try it for the first time and go, "You're right, this is incredible." No, I mean I tried it. and I was like, ah, "This is pretty good." Yeah, I mean it's you know I would it's drink it. like yeah, right. it's fine. It's fine. It's it is it is a good value. Like it's it's a good it's a tasty beer for its price. I think it's the the equivalent of that local band that you're super passionate about and then you realize there's a guy like that in every city mm-hmm. like here it's GB Layton is the like local equivalent of Roger Klein where he has massive shows and everybody goes and they pack up the babies and grab the old ladies and everyone goes do you think that uh, you think that Roger Klein is is that I mean is he is he like local yeah like more, I, more or less. I, he's gotten a little bigger than Say like is Minnesota equivalent, but because I mean I feel like the yeah, refreshments at least because they, they were like that that was they were on MTV. 
Yeah, you like know, the I mean, so that band is that band is the refreshments and the gin blossoms, right? Both of which, yeah, well, they've been had enough. multiple singles, right? Yeah. Or did the refreshments only really have the one single? The gin blossoms guy left the after the first album, mm. and then uh, by oh. now it's it's only the guitarist and drummer, so it's like the refreshments minus their second guitarist, mm. and then plus two two other dudes, two ringers. Are they just are they just randos or is it like a guy from the Meat Puppets and a guy from the Reverend Horton Heat? I don't know where they. Uh, the one guy was from a couple of local bands that I have no idea what they are. Was one I of guess, them? Was maybe Dead Hot Workshop? That was a, that was apparently a big deal. Yeah, and again, like Stevie I guess the Meat Puppets are. I guess the Meat Puppets are kind of a local band. I don't. Yeah, even know well, if they it's play. kind of the same thing. Like they had Meat Puppets had maybe a single. But then in Arizona, they had five or six. You know, like refreshments only had banditos on the radio anywhere but here, or you know, here where you are. Yeah. But in Arizona, they had three or four. I guess I just think of them as I, like I think. Oh yeah, there's a ton of refreshment songs that I just know. Every song on that album was a hit, but it mm-hmm. wasn't a hit. It's just that every song on that album was really good, and I listened to that album a million times. Right. Like, I don't really understand. Like, I, I mean, I guess I don't expect my tastes to really extrapolate out. But it is it is weird to me that that out al- that if Banditos was like a top 40 song that nothing else on that album was. Right. Yeah. You know. <sighs> uh, fickle, fickle public. The vagaries of style. What are you going to do? The elements of style. What are you going to do? What were you up to this weekend? Did you get any Memorial Day festivities in? Uh, no, I just worked on Monday. I didn't. I didn't. Uh, I kind of didn't realize it was a holiday until I guess my mom may have told me. Yeah. Um, and then fucking shit was closed. That's how I find out when it's a Monday holiday. Is that I try to go somewhere and it's fucking closed. I'm like, why the fuck is it closed? Somebody die or did this like burn down? <laughs> like, no. Turns out it's just a holiday. I, I, Memorial Day is one of those important calendar marking days, I guess. Right? Like, it's when you start swimming or whatever. <laughs> it's when you can you can start wearing your white shoes. I think. Hmm. Well, you know, I, like- the the point at which I can start wearing white shoes is any point I want to. After the point at which I buy some white shoes, gotcha. Yeah, just not gonna, uh, not gonna do that. I guess last night we uh, we went out and played some miniature golf, and we did some we did some indie car mini indie car racing at the Golfland. Into Golfland, sun splash in Mesa. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, man, every time I go to that place, I am just amazed that it is still in business. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand how. And I mean, there were probably like. 15 people working there and like it is not in great repair but like all the video games were working they had a bunch of pinball machines like that were operational the the mini golf course was not the worst repaired mini golf course i'd ever seen all the indie cars were running and i do not understand how i mean given that like we bought a an all day like unlimited access to everything pass, which was like twenty bucks a piece, but like we ended up using twelve bucks worth of it. Huh. And I do not understand. I do not understand how they can operate on the number of people there were, 
attending multiplied by the amount of money that it costs to be there divided by their expenses Hmm. like i just i don't get it you know i get i guess if they own the land which they probably do then it's not like it's not like there's ongoing lease or mortgage of the space but like all Main- the upkeep, all the yeah, insurance. Like, yeah, maintaining a property like that has got to cost a fucking fortune. And, like, having to be up to code for, like, being a restaurant and stuff. Like, I man, I the more time that passes, the more I just do not understand how most places stay in business. Right. Like, given how... And, and it, 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 like, the notion that everybody who works at a place complains because like ah you know my boss is just making all the money and he could be paying us more and then thinking like you know he probably couldn't like i'm not saying that the guy that owns this restaurant isn't making more money than the waiter at this restaurant but like i don't think it is as much as you think people were talking about people were complaining about how hard it was to make a living driving cabs here like a bunch of a bunch of the crew were talking about how how sort of gross and predatory that seems. And just assuming that the people running the cab companies were just making a fortune. And I don't know if I, I don't know if I think that that's a real thing or not. I mean, I, like you always say, I'm cursed with that ability to have sympathy for the man, but right. like, no, I think in restaurants, definitely the margins are so narrow that isn't it like 90% of all Re- new restaurants fail in their first year. I thought it was like 90 percent of all businesses fail within five years or something. Mm-hmm. On a long enough time scale, hundred percent of businesses fail. Yeah. Well, we don't know that yet. I mean, Coca Cola might last forever. Hmm. Coca Cola might outlast the universe. It, it does say always, always Coca Cola. Do so. What do they know? There has always been Coca-Cola. I mean, you know, who knows? Like, you, you unearth an ancient tomb and there's a Coke bottle in there. And then you start worshipping it. Yeah. I think it's a fell out of a plane. It's a Coke bottle from before there was glass. It's a Coke bottle from before there was sugar. <laughs> it's, you know, <laughs> it's like pre primordial volcanic glass. Uh, yeah. I was just picturing a clay bottle and, like, somehow the cola syrup and honey for the sweetener. Mm-hmm. I'll bet the Egyptians were on shit like that. I'll bet they were carbonating. <clears throat> there are places in the, the ball. There are places in the world where there is carbonated water. Like I I'm pretty sure there are carbonated springs. Huh. That exist. I, like I like the Romans had carbonated water and I'm almost sure that they didn't figure out how to do that. Like I'm, I'm pretty sure that there are places where there is carbonated water in nature. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't say that with a hundred percent certainty, but like, yeah. I mean, I guess you know, if if the HBO series Rome is any uh, is any indication, they would put honey and lemon into water to make it more palatable. Mm-hmm. And uh, egret semen. Yeah, because everything the Romans eat has to have some weird, some semen in it from some kind of animal. Okay, like they they used they they used uh, marmot semen as eyeshadow, right? Okay, they all just had white, white eyeshadow. Well, you don't know what color marmot semen is, or don't I? 
<laughs> you don't know what goes on between me and my marmot. Everybody's got something to hide. Except for me and my marmot and our marmalade. Creole uh, lady marmot lad. Everybody's we, uh, got something to hide, especially me in my monkey. I can see why they didn't consult you when they were writing that song. Mm-hmm. Ordinarily, I feel like everyone should consult you before they write a song. Because Jesus. the lyrics that you write uh, like extemporaneously to existing songs are so cool. Mm-hmm. You know, that try to run, try to hide, put your dick in your girlfriend's eye. Brother. Yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah, I was. I kept going with that, but I didn't ever come up with a better one than that. How could you? Yeah. Yeah. I, uh... I don't really remember a lot of it, but last night I was making up a... We heard uh, Last Dance with Mary Jane, and so I, uh, I, was, I was making up new... new like, I was more like a Bob Dylan sort of tuneless cover that also wasn't super concerned with, with meter. You know, <laughs> just tell, telling a story about a, a girl's coming of age in this modern world. But, yeah, that's a great story because I don't remember any of the details of the song. We ended up after going to mini golf. We uh, were like, "Oh, hey, we should go to we should go to the Desert Eagle Brewery." There's a there's a brewery that opened in downtown Mesa that I have high hopes for that place continuing to exist because they are. I'm starting to see their beers on tap all over the place, Ooh. Um, and they're pretty good. And the, including at the Outback Steakhouse down from my house, the owner of the brewery drinks there, and one of their beers is on tap there, and it's and it's pretty good. And I don't know if I can imagine, it was weird, the last time I went to Buffalo Wild Wings, they had like a crazy good tap selection. It's, I I think that maybe having a selection of craft beers is a thing that mainstream restaurants are starting to believe that they have to do to stay competitive, Hmm. which is fucking great. Um, And I don't know if you get, if you get your beer into one Outback Steakhouse or if it's going to be in all of them. In the, in the region or the neighborhood, right? Like, I just... And that's potentially real good news for those guys. Yeah. And that makes me happy. But, we, you know, when I, whenever we go in there, there's always, like, three people drinking. It's just the brewery, but then there's a bar in the front of it. Um, last night, we went in, and there was a couple there, and then an, a guy that worked there sitting drinking. <laughs> Which I don't think is legal, but anyway. Um, they were also closing. We went in, and he was like... He was like... We said, when do you close? And he was like, nine. And it was 8.58, we were like, oh, and he was like, that's yeah, all right. I'll give you beer, and uh, so we sat down and had a beer, and then just kept asking us if we wanted more beers until like ten. Hmm. You know, he's like, yeah, you guys just got to leave when I say you do, but <laughs> that's that's cool. You can sit and drink while I clean. Like, ah, okay. Um, Seems like a real mensch. We thought that they didn't have. Uh, they, so we read on Yelp they don't have food, but you can get the pizza place across the street to deliver there. So we just went and we were going to get a pizza delivered. But then, of course, it's fucking Memorial Day, and it was nine o'clock in Mesa, so the pizza place across the street was closed. So I was like, all right, well, let's just have one beer because that's all we have time for, and then we'll go get dinner. But then he kept giving us extra beers, and it kept seeming like we were getting away with something. So we're <laughs> like, well, hell yeah, hell yeah, I want another beer after you're closed. What am I, a square? So like we, we ended are up so VIP right now. Yeah, we ended up just drinking our dinner, like because like by the time we left, it was ten o'clock. So there was sure as shit nothing open. Yeah, in Mesa, there's that sushi place that is open until kitchen's open until eleven o'clock every day, and that is the only place within ten miles of my house 
that you can get food late. But we had eaten there the night before. What are we going to do? Eat sushi twice in a row? No. Fuck yeah. Oh, apparently not. Yeah. I suppose. Yeah. So that was my Memorial Day. We had uh, the afternoon party in the rain uh, with... It was at one of my friend's houses. They did a bunch of grilling and chips and shit, but... There were four dogs running around the yard, so that was entertaining. Which, that's like, like that's like our house in the middle of our street. Yeah. So there were like, at one point there were four kids and four dogs, so you were just guaranteed to get either a handprint or a paw print full of mud on you at some point. And by the time we were done, Remington was yellow instead of white, so he had just rolled around in so much muck. That was fun. I just had the best idea for a, a short internet video. Oh yes. Okay. So do tell. You see there's some there's some uh there's some like techno playing and all you see is the the camera's just pointed at a grill where somebody's like flipping flipping burgers on a grill and then the flipping gets more and more intense as the music goes more and more of the distance between techno and dubstep and then it just goes fucking crazy and it pans back and the guy is Grill X and he's got a fucked up haircut and he's like DJing this dubstep at the grill and it's Grill X I think the important part of that is that it's Grill X yeah, yeah it's, it's Grill X I don't know if you I don't know if you really I don't know if you're catching what I'm catching so kind of like throwing here. Grill X only instead of the Skrill that Grill X is usually working at it's a grill yeah exactly okay what, well, he's, ma- he's making he's making the Skrilla by Skrill Xing right with his grill. So he's like doing little scratchy scratchies on the hamburger patties. Yeah, exactly. With his spatula. Mm-hmm. His scratchula. Oh, his scratchula, yes. See? Hamburger platter platties. But no. <laughs> that, one, that one didn't work. Cause I don't think they say the plat oh, and here's Skrillex on the platters. That's more that's <laughs> more of like what a what a like a somebody who was already old in the sixties. Would they would more describe. likely be say, here's the platters on the Ed Sullivan show, and then they would sing, like, Smoke Gets in Your Eyes or whatever. Sure. The platters sang. There were a lot of those guys. I don't know which is which, really. Guy bands like that? Yeah, like the Temptations and the I mean, Smoke smoke would get in your eyes unless you... Like, that's why you gotta wear those big-ass Grillex glasses. Yeah. Does he wear glasses? I think he wears glasses, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, he wears the glasses very similar to the ones that I'm wearing now. I don't. I can't see them, Mr. Scullhead. Right. I put them on Facebook. There's a picture of you on Facebook. Yeah, you just found out today that I cut my hair. Yeah, when did you cut your hair? Um, Have you noticed any marked lack of strength since then? No, no, I haven't. Um, three, three weeks ago, I guess. Dag. It was, I wasn't talking about it because I wanted it to be a surprise. And Emily didn't say anything about it on Facebook because we wanted to get people's reactions to it in real life as I ran into them, you know? And then by the time, by the time I wasn't deliberately not saying anything about it, it wasn't news anymore. Right. So yeah, cut my hair. It's like normal-ish, I guess. I, I spent, I mean, I'd been, I'd been talking about it and thinking about it for a year and I'd started for a couple of weeks everywhere that I went I would look at every dude's hair to try and figure out, like, would that, is that what I want? Like, would I, do I want to do that? Uh, and no, no, in any, in any case, I don't, 
like I don't get why every guy everywhere I go looks like they just got out of the fucking Marines. I guess, I guess that's just what you do. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, usually that's what you do if you're going bald. Yeah, I mean, these like guys the, weren't. The this crew is not cut, like, right? Yeah, I wasn't necessarily looking at people who were going bald. But this is not so much the crew cut as like it's mostly a crew like it's basically cut with clippers except on the very top where it's maybe like an inch long. Yeah, that just seems to be the like standard guy haircut. And maybe that's always been the case. But I just like, man, do I not want to look like that? So, yeah, I don't know. I finally was just like, you know what? I'm I'm just I this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to go home and I'm going to say, all right, Emily, we're cutting my hair. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to cut, I'm gonna, you braid it and cut off the vast bulk of it to send a locks of love. And then I'm going to put everything in a ponytail. I'm going to put everything in a top knot above my ears. And then everything below that cut to like an inch. And then everything above that, I just sort of grabbed a handful of it, cut it, and said, make everything about that length. Huh. And then... Just sort of kept messing with it, let it sit for half an hour so it you know, would kind of dry and curl up the way that it was going to, and then anything that was weird sticking out, just get rid of that. It was a work in progress for a couple days. But sure. I immediately was fine with it. I, like, every time in the past that I'd done anything dramatic appearance-wise, it was like it was always like really shocking to me to look in the mirror. But at this point, it just like didn't bother me even a little bit. And I think that maybe I'm just, I'm done caring about that shit. You're done caring about the way that you look? No, I guess I'm just done being, like, inherently paranoid about it. Like, I I am guessing that if I went and bought a new pair of shoes, I wouldn't hate them for the first month that I had them, the way that I've almost universally hated every new item of clothing that I've bought until I've gotten used to it. Right. And I bought some corduroys while we were on that road trip. Started wearing them, and I was like, I don't know about this. I don't know about this. But then immediately just fucking loved them. You didn't think, like, am I corduroy guy now? Is that a thing that I do? Yeah. I think I just wanted to stop being ponytail guy. Yeah, you were saying that you were afraid it's that just a slight barrier of entry to conversations with people you were trying to like hook up with on a professional level? Well, sort of. I mean, that's kind of where I noticed it, but it was, it was just more like, and I, you know, when I told my mom this, she, she acted the way that she acts when I arrive at some realization that she has been secretly hoping that I would arrive at for 30 years. (laughs) She has, there is like a tone where she knew that I was never going to listen to anybody else who said this, but she was very relieved that I finally figured it out on my own so that I would trust it. (laughs) Um, Which is just that like, I didn't, there was a time when I would have told you, and I probably did say this to people like, I'm growing my hair long because I don't. Like, it is like a badge that says, I don't have a real job. Like, I can get away with this because I am good enough at something that no one else gets to tell me how my hair can look. Uh Right? And I don't really feel that way anymore. I mean, it's not important to me to, you know... I mean, like, I could imagine the same rationale for getting, like, a tattoo on my forehead, but I was never going to fucking do that. Right, well, because the like the rebellion is not really you. It's just 
you doing things the way you want to do them, and you just happen to be able to. Yeah, and I and I realized that like, I don't know, I my my buddy who works at Lawrence Livermore National Lab, who is like he since he has been there has gotten he didn't have he didn't have like long hair, but he did not have. And he was almost he's he's maybe ten years older than me, so he's he's like basically a hundred percent gray haired now and has a much, much more conservative haircut than he had when he started working at the lab like two years ago. Right. And I asked him, I'm like, you know, is that a thing that they make you do? And he's like, Well, you know, there are guys there with hair like yours, and if you see those guys, you think that guy knows how to do something that nobody else knows how to do, and that mm. is why he is able to get away with that. Like everybody else who actually has to like do some politicking to, you know, get funding for their projects or whatever, you know, you got to dress kind of nice and you got to you got to look like a professional while you're there. And and I was thinking, like, I don't. I don't know what that actually means. Does it mean that, like, oh, I just want to have a ponytail and so everyone would have a ponytail if they could get away with it because like i don't think that's true right you know and it's i i think it just says a bunch of stuff that i'm not saying and when i met new people i had to overcome just a very slight additional amount of friction because of that and and do you think that friction might also have been purely mental maybe part but yeah. even even so like it, it's real if you think it's real i'm not i'm not the most socially adroit guy hmm. right and so i don't need i don't need any additional handicap right so you know it, it's like i don't generally like sometimes somebody will get me a t-shirt as a gift and the t-shirt has like some funny joke on it or something and i'm really not gonna wear it yeah. Right? Like I don't wanna I don't wanna wear a t shirt that makes a statement unless that statement is Dungeons and Dragons is awesome. Yeah. Because you know I believe that. Unless that statement is like, oh, here's a band that I like. You know? But that like fuck you, I'm Irish. Yeah. I'm not gonna wear that shirt. What about Don't Kiss Me, my boyfriend's Irish? Sure, yeah. I I fucked your girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Right. I just, How dare I wear this goddamn shirt in front of your fucking kids? Yeah. Your little princess is my little whore. Yeah. Right. Even, you know, Jesus says don't be a dick. Right. That my ex-wife wore to the Vatican. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then felt really bad about it and, like, I think bought a sweater to cover it up. But it just... It's not that important. You know, I mean, we've we've talked about this before. Like that that shirt with C3PO and Data making out that that uh Joanna Mulder sent us in the Advice Hot Dog t-shirt exchange. You know, it's great. I like it, but I'm just not going to wear it anywhere because I don't want I don't want to have any conversation that is started by me wearing that shirt with anyone on any side of any issue. <laughs> you know? Right. And and as it's like I, I I got other shirts, you know. I hear you. I don't even really like wearing my Negative Land shirt out anymore because of the. Well, while I like being identified to other Negative Land fans, I don't like having conversations with people about the sentiment that copyright infringement is your best entertainment value. Yeah, so that's not something you feel very strongly about in the positive. No, I mean. <sighs> 
well, I don't disagree with most of what Negative Land says, but, I, you know, and it's just one of those things. Like, I don't... I don't want to live in a world where anybody on either extreme of that argument gets everything that they want. Uh-huh. You know, I'd rather I'd rather live in a world that is a that is a struggle and and series of compromises between extremes. So, yeah, you know. And not having that conversation is why you don't wear that shirt. Yeah. <laughs> Anymore, I've been I keep buying shirts on the internet because I've discovered a couple of sites that We'll occasionally have a Doctor Who shirt or a Miyazaki shirt that's cool enough that I will have to buy it. So I have several extremely nerdy shirts now that I'll wear around. I was like gonna... The one I have on right now is the... <clears throat> it's kind of the Wizard of Oz, but the Scarecrow is a turnip head from Hell's Moving Castle. You won't know what that is, but our listeners might. The robot from Castle in the Sky is the Tin Man. Wait, is, is, turnip, is, is turnip Head the old lady who is, like, mostly head and tiny little body? Uh, no, uh, Turnip Head in Hell's Moving Castle is the, uh, he's just a scarecrow oh. with a turnip for well, who's Well, who's that lady and what's she in? She's in Spirited Away. Ah, okay. She's Yubaba, Obaba? Is she, a bad, is she a bad guy or Baba a good O'Reilly? guy? Well, you know, she's, who are we to say? She's one of those that comes off like a bad guy in the beginning, and by the end of it, she just has like oh, competing goals. Are those? The, yeah. Do those not really? Is that? Did do they sort of eschew the traditional idea of like good versus evil? Yeah, yeah. I just saw an interview with him, <clears throat> which he said that was kind of by design that he liked to just have people who are all kind of of goodwill, but maybe some of them are pissed off about something, or they're they're at cross purposes. Mm-hmm. So, like, Mononoke has the wolves and stuff who want to live in the forest, and then the humans who want to come into the forest and, you know, tear it down. But really, they're all just trying to survive, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so, giant dorky shirt. Totoro as the cowardly lion with an adorable little hat on okay. to be a lion. I went to buy a shirt on the... I never buy a t-shirt on the internet, but I saw a t-shirt on the internet, and I was like, I'm going to buy that shirt. And then I didn't buy it because it was from England, and I didn't want to... I felt like it was dumb to buy a shirt from a company in England and have it shipped here. Yeah, and to pay, like, 20 pounds yeah, for it, which knows. is, like, $80. Yeah. It, yeah, I don't know. Hmm. It was It was a shirt that was just... It was just... It was blank, and it had a bunch of... Oh, maybe... 10 by 10 or 12 by 12 pixel sprites of the heads of famous game designers. <laughs> wow. Yeah, which is the thing that... So, it's like, alright, you know, I know who a lot of these people are and could name a bunch of stuff that they've done. And it's not... it Like, to somebody, it would just seem like a bunch of pictures of dudes' heads, right? Like, it didn't... It Like, it doesn't say anything... Unless you recognize one of the people, and if you recognize one of the people, I'm probably excited to have that conversation with you, right? You know, and they're not making out or anything. No, they're they are just they're like the yeah that style that you like the style of I guess it's sort of like River City Ransom proportions. Mm-hmm. The what's that Code Monkeys that series with the pixelated right. the pixelated dudes. Um, yeah, anyway. That's cool. 
Yeah. Oh, I did a cool thing on Saturday. I forgot to talk about what you do. I did a participated in a marathon of uh, frustrating hardcore games for the Child's Play charity. Oh, somebody tweeted about that. Yeah, I threw it up on our Facebook, but I had actually forgotten I was supposed to do it until a couple of hours before I did it. So when a friend of mine said, hey, I'm going to be doing this thing for, uh, you know, playing hardcore games for charity at 11 o'clock, I went, oh yeah, and I'm going to be doing it from 9 o'clock till 11 o'clock. I'm glad that nobody I was asking for to hang out with tonight could hang out tonight. <laughs> oh. Did you have to go somewhere, or is this a thing you did from your house? No, it was in... Uh, so, these are people who I know through uh, like the Renaissance Festival crowd and the theater crowd in Minneapolis. And somebody in their group has this giant house in the suburbs. And uh, so they did it there. They had like a bunch of TVs set up and a bunch of webcams to cover the whole room in this like big finished basement that we were playing in. And then they had an IRC channel running too. So I played uh, played some Super Meat Boy. And they told me after I had beaten two of the levels that I was playing the harder levels that you get after you beat the regular game. Oh, yeah. So I felt kind of good. I beat three of those. But then they switched us to I Want to Be the Guy. Uh, yeah. You tried that shit? Yeah, and it was also a little trickier because people could donate money to the cause and that would like unlock a drink for me. So they donated enough to get the Super Meat Boy cocktail for me, which was like a an overproofed, overspiced Bloody Mary. Okay. So I was downing that in between dying. I think I logged 830 deaths across both of the games in two hours. And uh, was halfway through it when somebody else bought another drink and they said that they since I was about to start playing I want to be the guy it should be the I want to be the guy drink that they had made up which was a shot of 151 lemon vodka and tequila so they just poured that into my half empty super meat boy oh. and, <laughs> you know like it actually turned out pretty good it's like tequila and lime you know citrus and bloody mary is delicious yeah but uh, the it was super strong and like so I played my two hours I think at one point I was rapping while playing it's not clear because by the end of the two hours I was just fucking hammered Hmm. from those two drinks and so had to sit around and wait to sober up which was cool because vaginal blood fart and salsa the dudes from AON were up next so I just got to sit and heckle them what did you think of Super Meat Boy? I would like to play some of the easier levels of it. Yeah. But I thought that it was... Like, it's hard, but it's fair. Yeah. that's And I don't feel that way about I Want to Be the Guy. Like, no, I Want to I be, the be the Guy is, like, is by like, design. Yeah, it's for, unfair. like, the... I mean, it's, like, it's an offshoot of the crazy, like, ROM hack scene where it's, like, oh, we've made this version of Super Mario Brothers that's fucking impossible unless you memorize all the levels and still have to have expert timing and be fast as lightning. But yeah, Super, Super Meat Boy is fucking good. Yeah, like the the levels that I played seemed beatable. So after like 20, 30 minutes, you could get through them. And they were small enough that you weren't just committing all this shit to your RAM so that you could keep going. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I Want to Be the Guy was funny. It was funnier to watch other people do it. Yeah. The level that we were playing had the like 
you f fall down a pit, and while you're falling, you have to shoot one particular spike out of the wall, hit your double jump before you land, so then you land on the spike, which is now upside down and all the spikes on the floor. And then there's the single block that appears and disappears in a pattern. Yeah. But if you try to just watch the pattern after the first time you die, it gives a different pattern than it actually does when you're playing it. So, like, what seems like the optimum strategy is just straight up fucking with you. <laughs> eh, that's kind of funny. It's like, the only way to do it is just to sit on that spike and watch them go until you've got the pattern. Or have a guy sitting next to you going, jump up and left. Yeah. Down and right. No, not that far right. Okay. Jump up and left. Yeah, it's a lot more fun, fun revisiting though. stuff like that in like the Mega Man games when you are playing in an emulator with save states. Yeah. Because it's like, alright. Yeah, the, the other feature of I Want to Be the Guy is that if you play it on the recommended hard mode, it only has two save points. And that's like the beginning and the end. Yeah. yeah, I saw a video of a of a partial playthrough of it, and it was like, you know, it's funny the way that they mash up a bunch of different video games. You know, there's the level where you're like to watch a playthrough. You're in a te you're in the Tetris board, and there's pieces falling, and you gotta navigate mm. that. You know, but yeah. Well, cool. That was a good time. Did you did you, did you raise did you raise some money? Yeah, I don't know how much I got exactly. The whole marathon raised around four grand. Huh. So that was pretty cool. There were every time there was a donation, it set off a Wilhelm scream through the sound system. So I heard three or four of those while while I was playing. That felt good. There were a couple of people who said, Who the fuck is this guy? And then a bunch of people who were like, Hey, it's Scully. So like Data Vortex tuned in for a while and a couple of uh Kenny Kamikaze was in there. Hmm making fun of my inability to beat that level. But, uh, yeah, it was good. I feel like our people came out for was it. On, was it being broadcast it on chat. Twitch TV or something? Was it? Yeah, it was on Twitch. Okay. Hmm. I wonder if the gun run was hanging out. Did the gun Probably. run say hi? I thought about that. I thought, dude, we know somebody who works for Twitch TV in some capacity. Yep. And I immediately, like, he, he has the same first name as one of the other players, so I always get him confused. Hmm. Him and Senior Random. Ah, I see. So I, I think of Senior Random as the guy who works for Twitch TV when that's not at all true. He just wants to be the guy who works for Twitch yeah. TV. He wants to be the guy who's making you jump halfway through the hole in the level and then back up and across the spikes and Hey, do you want to get to this forum thread about the Kingdom of Loathing video game? Speaking of video games. Yeah, that seems cool. <clears throat> Let's do that. Cannon Fire 40 says, How goes work on the new item of the month? Is June's item of the month a maybe? Yeah. Um, huh, that's pretty good. How come we've never done a maybe? Well, why would it be June's item of the month? I don't, I don't know, but I mean, we would do it in May. What would, oh, a, maybe, what would a maybe do? Hmm. Would it be based after the the character of maybe Funke on Arrested Development? Probably. One of these days I should watch any Arrested Development. Yeah. I was reading some people talking about <laughs> apparently the extremely overhyped fourth season of Arrested Development, which was released in its entirety on Netflix, is uh, 
disappointing some people. Hard to imagine a high-profile release like that being disappointing. I think that you could probably have written that story before yeah. it was made available. Yeah. Uh, is it the unofficial official big item of the month? Is it big-tastic? Yeah, it's pretty... It, I, I really like it. I'm I'm real happy with the I'm real happy with the overall conceit and I'm happy with the way that it turned out. I coded the whole thing today. What's all that's left is art and writing. I mean, all that's left is art and writing. All that's left is the hard part, um, the part that you do, and the right. art part that I just don't want to do. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's in good shape. It's uh, and Dev Dev's playing with it now. Um, I I had an idea for it like a month ago while I was while I was in the middle of working on when, when I was supposed to be working on something else I was like oh huh I know what we should do for the next item of the month um but yeah I think it's I, you know I think it's gonna be fun I think people are gonna like it uh I kind of had fun coding it I just had like a I had like a grid with 24 things on it and I would go and I'd do one and then I would make an X in one of the 24 spaces and then by by early afternoon, I had made twenty four X's. Did you make little patterns? Did you play tic tac toe with yourself? I didn't because I it was like sometimes there would be one that was like oh while I'm here I might as well do this other one. So right, and they were also just all X's. So yeah, well you could have won. Well, I could have tried the thing where I like put off winning for as long as possible. Hmm. You know, like just try note that'd be rough, and like a six by four grid. How many X's could you get in there with no three in a row on a horizontal or vertical or a diagonal? That's math, man. It is math, man. Uh, could the old scuba tank be made not a quest item? It'd be nice to pull, given the current way to get one after a run is pull 10,000 meat and don't have a diving helm in your DC, or pull a diving helm accidentally or you're locked out for the rest of the run. Yeah, you know, it's funny how my effort to not screw people into wasting money on a thing that they have a superior alternative to resulted in a bunch of weird hoops that you have to go through to get this thing that you really, really want. Right. Um, and I guess it is because it, as I was like, you know what, this should be a back item instead of an accessory or whatever the other scuba thing is. I think if the other scuba tank was just made into a back item, then this wouldn't be a thing because you'd just use that. Um, uh, can fire also says that you can apparently force a uh, moon sign in the new Valhalla to something that isn't one through ten, and it sets it to zero. Yeah, and I guess that's not super exploitable. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, uh, finally, I don't know if you've been reading that thread, but uh, summon cosmic crappy drink, please. We have no token from Age of Joris the way we do from Age of Boris or Zombie Slayer. Uh, alternatively, this was posted in that thread. Leftover sphere. Monsters are less attracted to you. Monsters are more attracted to you. That's kind of funny, actually. Confused. Confused and intrigued. Jick! Hey, Jick, you know what Asymmetric's next game should be, says Glebes? Super Meteoid! Yeah, you and me both, buddy. Let's think that. We could have, like, a zero-suit meteoid thing. Mm-hmm. We could make it terrible. We could make it a first-person shooter. I, you know... Not that I've played any of them. Yeah, I never played through... Uh, mm. I, I played a couple hours of... Because I, I picked up Metroid Prime when we... When you got us into that 
tour of Nintendo and a GameCube and Metroid Prime was like 30 bucks in their employee store. And I played like an hour of it. And I was like, you know, this is actually pretty good. I actually kind of like, I I thought that I was just like, fuck 3D Metroid, but like they actually kind of made it make sense. Um, But I don't really remember much about it. I just kind of didn't like on a just on the surface level taking the giant suit of armor and turning it into the skin tight leotard because that that was a thing that made Samus kind of cool she has the giant suit of armor and inside it's a woman like and it wasn't a big deal and then yeah taking away one of the things that makes it special right like putting again putting- like not speaking from someone who from a position of having played the games or care that much about them putting tits on the putting tits on the breastplate mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah I don't know Super Metroid is uh, it's the best in the series Zero Mission was also really good Super Metroid though I think in its time was more of a thing than Zero Mission was in its time uh, Wax says, Today I did the Merkin Gladiator Path, Colosseum, and Temple Quest. They were okay. The Scholar Path was a lot more in-depth, but it also took longer, so both are good. The Scholar took more thinking, but it was nice to ignore the mechanics of the Gladiator Path and just zap everything. Zap. Zap. Yeah, I mean, the Scholar Path was supposed to be more thinky. And, you know, it ends up just being a lot of, like, use ten of these, now use five of these, now do this ten times, now do this five times, but it felt like you were researching and solving a thing I was pretty happy with the way that turned out I mean how else are we going to do that in our engine really yeah I mean if you just describe the base level of the mechanics it sounds a little and if you, lackluster yeah and I mean and if it's just like some puzzle then it's only it's only a thing that you do once right like it's not it's not a game it's it's a it's a trick yeah uh, can we have a boss fight that involves you being the boss fighting your own adventurer or someone else's huh uh, well, yes. Uh, you're the boss in the shadow fight, and you're fighting your own adventurer. That's that's what's happening. Well, when we do our avatar path that has you play as the boss bat, mm-hmm. then uh, you'll enjoy that. You're going to love that path. It's two sets of stats. Yeah, how would that even work? You know, A lot of it is convincing both parts of your body to go to the same zone. Yeah, like the monster hits your first head, but your second head manages to dodge. Yeah. What happens if one of you dies? That's God, you just have to ever. drag around the corpse. Well, you have to go take a nap so it comes back to life, I guess. <laughs> Please make the bubble in stone no longer a quest item. Not sure why it is. Ah, uh, well, yeah. I, I mean, the reason that the bubble in stone was a quest item is so that you couldn't just arbitrarily farm the parts for that helmet and make them and sell them in the mall. Like I wanted to be able to, I wanted you to be able to sell the parts of it, but in order to get that helmet, I wanted you to actually have to finish the quest and get the stone on your own. I guess just making it untradeable would sort of accomplish the same thing because by the time you get down there, you can just pull your aerated helmet from the last time and so you don't need that stone anymore, but then they would just pile up. So, right. uh, yeah. Custom outfits. How are the numbers assigned? Since you probably just said you don't know, would CDM know? Hmm. I'm going to look. I remember it being at the... I mean, those numbers, 
weren't visible when the system was devised. And so I think we didn't bother like resorting them. Right? It just if you deleted one, it just left a gap, and then if you made a new one, it filled in that gap. Maybe. Hmm. Huh, I guess I don't have uh I have no idea where uh I don't even know where that script is. Yeah, so fuck. I don't know. Maybe CD Moore would know, but probably not. I think most of that code predates his hire. Uh, Dars says, Kingdom, please talk about the change to range damage. Why change it? What is this meant to solve? Why did it work the way it used to work? Well, um, early in the testing for big moxie, like low skill moxie classes had a ton of trouble surviving fights. And so it was like, well, what if we just made the restrictions on ranged weapons a little less punitive across the board? Didn't end up really needing to with where Big landed, but didn't see any reason not to roll those changes out anyway. We talked about it a little bit on... So I forgot to publish the thir- the last Thursday show. So actually, just go back and listen to that. I'm pretty sure we talked about the... We talked about the mechanical rationale behind that stuff in depth on the show that I pushed to the podcast archive this morning. That was... I fucked that up because we recorded it late, and so I edited it on my work computer instead of at home, and so I didn't have it sitting there in the directory reminding me that I still needed to upload it. How big are you in big? Nine feet tall? Twenty feet tall? Is fitting into buildings a problem? Why does being big make you more magical or moxious? Well, ma- Because you have more room in your body to store it. Yeah, I mean, like, the bigger they are, the cooler they are. That's a that's axiomatic. Right? Like, the Fawn's fucking huge. Have you ever seen him? He's like, he's like 30,000 feet tall. Um, also, Merlin. It's super fat. Yeah. Big guy. Mm-hmm. Cool guy. He's very Louis cool. Anderson. Yeah, that's big. super magical. Cool. That guy was... John Goodman, even bigger. Yeah. That, more that motherfucker could cast some spells. Yeah. I'm telling you. <clears throat> Three, why don't you want to come up with funny synonyms for fullness? I can think of a bunch right now. Corpulence, that's not a synonym for fullness. Nope. Uh, satiatedness, that's not funny. Uh, Thanksgiving, no. Torpidity, no. No. Glutton, no. Staples needed, that's just gross. Used napkin, no, man. See, that's why. That's why we didn't come up with any, because there aren't any, and you've demonstrated that. Right. Do you suppose by staples needed he meant how many staples you need to staple your stomach so you'll eat less, or how many, like, bread and flour, like, staples you need? Oh, huh. Like, you, that seems like a number that would go down as you ate more, though. Yeah. Or or is it like, oh, my pants ripped because I'm so full, I have to staple them back together because I don't know how to sew. Yeah, that's a thing that you would do. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever eaten so much that some of your clothes were damaged? <laughs> no. Yeah, me neither. I, I have, I've popped a button, like, not popped a button, but had my pants, like, come unbuttoned. But, uh, that's all. I feel like I get so uncomfortable before it ever gets to that point. Hmm. And I don't, I also don't really wear clothes that fit me, so maybe that's... I run into that a little less. One! (laughs) Sorry. 
I think I just inhaled a bug. <clears throat> I bought Word Realms last night. When the kick started, I was a bit intimidated to jump on board. I'd never participated in one before. I hope there were others who felt the same and will now purchase the game. Eh, seems like a few. I've really gotten to like the character art style. Animations are great. Combat is delightfully challenging so far. I'm surprised by how many specific enemy taunts there are. There aren't that many specific enemy taunts, really. I mean, I, unless you're considering the things that you're saying as enemy taunts. Because, yeah, there are a fuckload of those. Because you're taunting the enemy. There are a really surprising number of those. Is it... Are those still being stored if I get bored on a day and just want to throw a bunch more taunts in there that can be in the next release? They are, yeah. They would They would just be in the next release if we did that. And And in fact, we probably have more... I'm actually kind of curious how the word usage data compares with a bigger population of people playing it than in the beta. I mean, it hasn't been, you know, it's not like an order of magnitude more people playing it, but there's more data than there used to be. Uh, WVO Quine says, one, are there any pieces of KOL lore or history that you guys are sitting on and haven't revealed, or is it all pretty much invented as you go at this point? Fernsworthy's life seems like the one notable gap that hasn't been revealed to us. There's a bunch of stuff written for that that has been sitting in, you know, 90% finished content for years uh, that's undergone undergone some significant revisions. That's kind of it, though. There's there's a yeah. challenge path that we pushed back one season that's got a bunch of stuff in it, but that's not it's not like old lore. And no, no. we don't. And never imagine that we have a history of loathing with a timeline and stuff. Yeah, I mean we we have we have tropes, but we do not have a codex. Uh, two, how about World Realms lore? How much of the world do we uh, have we let? Uh, how much of the world do we have yet to learn about? Will we get to visit Paramount City in upcoming content or Madrone or Lucida? Yeah, there's a lot of that. Um, some of it is some of it is in my head. Some of it is in wikis, um, and that is actually being world builded from the ground up. Yeah, and it's. I don't want to overstate. How much of it there? I've spent a lot of time thinking about it, but the amount of real work that's been done is like probably three or four single spaced sheets, you know? Right. Like, but uh, three, do either of you consider yourselves members of an online community other than KOL's community? If not, would you ever? No. You know, I, like, I lurk in a number of what I guess are community, you know, I, I'm, I'm a sort of metafilter lurker, a slash dot lurker, a Reddit lurker. I've posted a thing or two on Reddit, but yeah, me too. Hardly, hardly anything. I've, uh, I guess, fuck, I forgot what I was going to say. I, there's one or two forum threads that I read in the something awful forums. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't ever have any luck at all making inroads into an online community, and, I, and I, partly it's because I just don't. I don't have time to spend a bunch of time making friends in a particular place, and mm. I'm always managed to come across as an asshole in writing, so I'm never able to, like, argue people into being my friend. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. 
But yeah, no, I, I, I never really have, and KOL was really weird. Yeah, I was never a part of an online community or chatted or anything outside of KOL. I think there was just... KOL filtered out the the doofuses and the people who were on our game from the very beginning were just kind of awesome. I wonder sometimes if that's true or if it was just easier for us because we had positions that commanded at least some measure of respect without mm-hmm. us having to do anything. Well, I don't know. I you know, I'm not going to say that about you, but I w- I will say that about me. I mean, I like yeah, I got, the fact that I, I can get away with the things that I can get away with in KOL's community make it easier for me to stay in it as opposed to like the first time I say something that I'm then ashamed of and then I have to leave forever. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I when the game first started and nobody knew who I was, we still had I still just regularly encountered awesome people. Yeah. So that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, F says, I started working on a custom avatar. Holy shit, it's harder than it should be to draw a circle in Photoshop. Do you have the parts of the characters anywhere we can download or any tips for basic stick figure drawing? No, I, I just draw them with a pen. <laughs> so, I mean, the parts of the stick figures th- that are anywhere are on everything that is drawn in KOL. Like, you can, you can do a lot by assembling stuff. Uh, Wirt Perch says, I have recently begun to use the compact character pane option, and I wonder why there is no last adventure link in there. Is there a good reason? And if not, could you, would you pop one in there? I miss it, and it doesn't take up too much room, honest. There is one. Uh, the, the letters ADV in the readout of how many adventures you have left are a last adventure link in compact character pane. Uh, while I'm having minor interface quibbles, any chance you give us the option of making the quest notes section bigger so we can see all of it at once? I, for one, would love you forever if you did this to save me scrolling through everything. I'll bet... I'll bet that there is some jQuery control that is exactly like a text area, except it's user resizable and remembers the size that you set it to. So... Sure. If only there was some way for me to write this down. Little niggles aside, thank you for an awesome game. After years of playing, there are nonetheless surprises, and I can still have a chuckle at things I've seen many times before. P.S. Whose idea was it to have the RNG account? And does anyone on staff ever interact with the player base using the RNG and chat? I don't know who does that these days. There's a crowd of people that has access to it. I mean, there's one person. I mean, it's you. It was always you I don't, the whole time. I don't remember if it's a secret. Spoiler. I don't remember if it's a secret or not. Uh, Deirdrick, the word you were looking for in the last Monday show was subsidize. Love, not a question. Thanks, Dog Tog Blade Blade. <laughs> if only I remembered what the fuck I was talking about. Southwest says, who gets the credit for the super creepy end to the sea? Also, what inspired you guys to give the sea such a Lovecraftian turn? Was that always in the plan or was it a recent development? Also, and then he says something to work perch. Um, I wrote the end and fight I don't know how many people have actually seen that I guess it must be in the wiki um, which that's actually pretty unusual for there to be a thing like a, a whole sequence like that that I did all the writing for um, but that was unless I'm forgetting something I wrote all of that um, yeah and I mean I you know I, just, I just sort of always knew that it I wanted it to be all creepy down there because 
that's what you find at the but that's anytime you go somewhere that people haven't been for a really long time fucking all you're finding is is just uncaring horror that any attention that it does pay to you is just going to be however much attention you pay to a fly that you swat right. like uh, cheese cookie says I really love turtles and today May 23rd is world turtle day but nothing was done on KOL about it uh, anyway what do you think of the recent cropping up of tons and tons of special days to celebrate all sorts of random causes or groups of people have you ever considered petitioning on change.org for a national KOL holiday if so could you demand that banks and the postal service still be open on that day so I don't feel silly waiting for my mail um you know, I thought that my dad joke was pretty funny when I was like, oh, I just went to check my email, but then I remembered it was Sunday. I think that's a pretty funny dad joke. That is That does have the stench of dad humor about it. Mm. <clears throat> um, you know, every day is, is five different something days. And none of them matter. That's that's what I've learned. Nothing matters, really. Uh, no. Life is despair and darkness forever. Nothing else. So go ahead. Uh, do you still accept Canadian money? <laughs> money in quotes for a Mr. A? Uh, yeah. Still get him every once in a while. Uh, if a Mr. Sc- is it still pegged to the exchange rate? So are they more powerful than a Mr. A now? I think they might be. I don't know. It. It's hot stuff's... It is nominally Hot Stuff's job to pay attention to that, and I think that he probably do- it doesn't occur to him to look at it for six months or a year at a time, so I don't know. Um, but whenever somebody mentions it, he checks it, I think. Hmm. Uh, d- uh, d- if a Mr. Skullhead item were to exist, potentially as part of the Mr. Accessory family, what would it do in-game? It would probably be pretty bad at playing the game. So would it make you bad at playing the game? <laughs> Yeah, it would just randomly eat the food that you dropped, that you got in Adventure Drops. So, uh, it would screw up your dietary thing. It would only drink base level booze because it wouldn't be able to remember how to cocktail craft stuff. Mm, okay. Yeah. Uh, back to turtles. Are there any plans, even if just terribly low on the to-do list, for more turtle taming adventures? The sea is a rather apt place for turtle taming, so it'd be lovely to see some new stuff. Maybe even a turtle to ride instead of that damn seahorse. Yeah, the turtle. That was the turtles and the seals were both like. There have been a bunch of times where I was like, "All right, let's make turtle taming a thing," and then it's like, "Fuck, this is hard." Yeah. Um, so yeah, who knows? Uh, hey guys, says the dog delusion. The sea is awesome. While I usually pendulum between ascending like crazy or staying in aftercore way too long, the new content and rewards are awesome and have been good incentive to both ascend and do aftercore. Sweetness. Question. I'm sure this got asked many years ago when ascension was a newer thing, but why do the plexiglass, stainless, and brimstone outfits pulverize into mere twinkly wads? They pulverize in some cases into several twinkly wads. Not asking for epic, but it just feels weird to get such small yields from gear that takes at least several days of sustained effort to acquire. Thoughts? Well, I mean, nothing pulverized into anything special when pulverize was implemented and those all existed before that um so you know we didn't even like the ability for things to pulverize into something other than the the sort of calculated based on their power and their enchantments what they pulverize into was a late addition well late i say late um but now that's why 
The Lone Goldfish says, if you make Manuel repeat factoids, which would be awesome, could you have some indication that they're repeats, gray text or italics or something? Yeah, we would we would definitely do that. Um, also, did you guys have the idea for Big prior to March 6th, wondering if I accidentally seeded a challenge path? I don't know. Uh, you should... I had put in the initial <clears throat> um, brainstorming thread, I had put, what if we have one where all the... Yeah, all, all the, the quests, quests are, are at the unlocked beginning. to the beginning. Yeah, that, I remember you talking about that a really a high level, a really long time ago. Yeah, and that was kind of that was just sort of an ancillary effect of you being high level, and it didn't seem weird right. to me because it's like, yeah, of course that's what happens when you go to the council is you get all the fucking quests all at yeah. once because that's what happens to me every time I go to the council because I always just like ah fuck I can't test this thing so I just make myself level twenty five or whatever. Uh, Aksaka says the disembodied hand familiar is unable to equip offhand items is there a narrative reason for this as far as design is it a balance issue where offhand items are too powerful to have two at a time we also talked about this at length on the previous Thursday show but it's a right hand so it can't equip left hand items so everybody in the kingdom is right handed well it's a main hand let's say it is a dominant hand maybe everybody in the actually based on the way that I draw stuff everybody in the kingdom is left handed excellent see that that was on purpose that was a that was a nod to to some of my favorite people like you and my girlfriend and my cousin and I'm trying to think if I know any other left-handed people various presidents Emily got a bunch of custom left-handed notebooks made at comic-con there were people there was a guy who would just he had a bunch of covers and they were just there was a booth where they were just making note but you'd pick a cover you'd pick how many pages you wanted what kind of paper so it was like uh, i'd like 10 pages of planner and then 30 pages of graph paper and this skeletor with the math joke as the cover <laughs> and then they just make you a notebook and that was fucking great but they would make the notebooks left-handed for you Pretty excellent. And I guess she also got some kind of crazy left-handed pen. Do you... What's... What is your feeling about that? Like, how did you... How do you deal with writing stuff longhand? I... Until I was in, like, fifth or sixth grade, I just got ink all over my hand or graphite if I was using a pencil. And then I kind of learned how to angle the pens the pen such that my hand was resting underneath it like further down on the page mm-hmm. and then it just wasn't a big deal i was never very good at penmanship or any of that shit anyway so i could just hold the hold it where i needed to to not draw all over myself yeah i guess i'm like i can write two lines and not have my fingers drag on the line above the one that i'm writing so it doesn't. It's not right. too much of a stretch that you could just get it the fuck out of the way completely. But I guess I had it had never occurred to me the concern where uh, uh, some pens and some styles of pen don't write if you're pushing them. They only write if you're pulling them. Huh, I've never encountered. You that. haven't. Well, maybe it's less of a concern than certain people in my house led me to believe. Hmm. It's just a scam getting me to pay four bucks for a left-handed pen. Glebe says, Dear Jackington, please make the Abu clues randomized like you said you would. I never get to read the last one. P.S. The Peaks might be bleh, the peaks might be my favorite content of the game. Uh, also, going back to last Monday, John Daly is the most noteworthy drunk fat golfer. Oh, good. 
Now I know a third golfer's name. I will immediately forget mm. it. Nightfall says, Jick, whatever happened to those other projects you were working on? The game you were making in your free time in Game Maker or something? That one... So, and then also your robot card game. So in both of those cases, it became very clear to me that inside the games that I was making, there was a better, smaller game that I need to find. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the Game Maker game has been great for learning how a bunch of shit works in Game Maker, and it's it's at that point where it's like, ah, I should start over and make something different that uses some of the things that I learned rather than trying to cram all this stuff together. I should really do something with that, though. I put a lot of work into that, and it's pretty good. I really enjoyed the robot card game. Yeah, it just... I'd like to see another iteration of that. Yeah, I got halfway, or I got a third of the way through doing another iteration before I realized that I didn't really like the third of the work that I had done, and so now it is kind of just in an unplayable state. Hmm. Um, but, you know, I mean, the first iteration of it that I started working on was like two years ago, so it's like, it, it'll it'll eventually be a thing. Uh, also, you said last September that you were going to put the VIP slash Boris's helm in the letter from King Ralph because pulling them feels weird. Can this be a real thing? Yeah, I only ever think of it when I've made a new thing that should work that way, and then I, it's like, ah, fuck, I don't want to in a last-minute panic, do that to all of these things where I'm potentially duping uh, Mr. Store items. Also, also in the past, you said you considered making the KWE wrestler stats publicly visible to make that system a bit more scrutable. Did that plan go the way of the dodo? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No. Also, 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 Heradric Pizza Oven? Pretty please? Come on, it's been on the to-do list for years. It hasn't, really. It's been a thing that we discussed for years. So if I did that, I would want to get rid of all the existing pizza items in the game, and that would make people sad. I mean, that would make person sad per item. Whoever has a big collection of them. Scully, how much do you hate having to avoid giant spinning, moving razor blades? Super Meat Boy was fun. Maybe it was just that I made progress in Super Meat Boy and made no progress, really, and I want to be the guy. Mm -hmm. But Super Meat Boy, I came away with the feeling that the same feeling I got from playing like the first Mario Brothers and thinking if it w- if it's a little bit easier in the regular gameplay I should probably just check this out and play through mm-hmm. it yeah, it's you know it reminds me of N plus really, or like N was the original version of it, and it was, there's apparently a 2.0 version of N plus that just came out and I think that there is like a yeah, demo that was one. another one that was on the docket for other folks mm. that who were playing. I got pretty good at that over the course of of playing a bunch of the the like crazy hard co-op levels over uh, over a couple of long drunk nights it it's really satisfying the movement in that feels unwieldy to begin with but once you get good at it it is it's i don't know it's it's like moving that dude around feels like playing an instrument after a while it's just we're just jamming Roger Mexico says, can you please change the Merkin Hall Pass to only activate on use the way you did with Abu clues? They're really only useful once the correct non-combat has been unlocked, and I keep forgetting to closet mine. Yeah, I can see why that's a thing on repeated playthroughs, because generally I felt that you would have unlocked some of the stuff before you got the Hall Pass. I don't know that I'm actually going to change that, because I think that getting those to drop... The fucking closet thing I always forget about... (coughs) making it so you can't put them in the closet would stop that behavior from happening and make it into more of a thing that you had to do. But, right. Yeah. 
Snave is asking for a way to summon the Skulldozer for the sake of those who missed the item of the month when it came out because it's uh, at present as far as I know it's the only factoid yielding monster in the game that requires an additional item of the month purchase the Nano Rhino Goth and Hipster encounters and all those uh, content familiar drops are achievable via use of the fax machine or the wardrobe or simply the mall making this is a bit of an making this a bit of an anomaly yeah I kept um, saying making some recipe out of some high number of yeah make it so using 111 skeletons is some summons a skulldozer and yeah yeah counterfire 40 yeah i'm that reminds me i need to get take the bone garden out of my campground because every time i go there it's a skulldozer mm-hmm. and i don't i'm not lead enough to beat it so it's always just go in there get the shit kicked out of me so basically, I have a garden item that just gives me a free getting beaten up every month. So gonna get the pumpkins back in there. They never tried to beat me up. Uh, Felony says, "Any chance for an alternate source of white rice? It usually takes about forty adventures for me to get three of them with non-combats maxed." Yeah, I mean that's about. They're meant to be. They're meant to be hard to get. Also, could you have the poop deck thirty adventure cooldown on O Captain? My Captain reset at rollover. It often adds thirty boring adventures to completing the Nemesis quest. Oh, wow. not, well, if they're boring. You mean 30 riveting adventures. Mm-hmm. Magical Muffin Top says, any plans to release a phone app version of Word Realms? <sighs> not not in the near term. Um, I don't know how it would play on a phone, but I think it would be genius on a tablet. Yeah, I, you know, well, actually, let me let me rephrase that. No, I would not do it. If If we were to do an iOS version of it, it would be tablet only. It would be iPad only. I... Am not confident that Word Realms will sell enough copies to pay what it would cost to make a, a tablet port. And I mean, you don't know how many copies the tablet port would sell until you make the tablet port. But like, I'm not super enthusiastic about pouring a bunch more money into that hole right now. So maybe ask me later. Um, have you gotten any? Do you have any? idea of what it would cost not really i mean probably 20 or 30 grand in somebody's time to do it sure like you know who knows i mean like some real enthusiastic 20 year old kid who was willing to do it for no money then that'd be a thing but the fact that i can't do it myself and just throw the amount of you know if i if i felt really strongly about it and i was capable of doing it then it's also one of these things where Every month, whether or not you can get Flash code ported to iOS seems to change whether or not it's even possible. So, fuck knows. First Boy on the Moon says, I don't have a question, but the Splendid Table has come up a few times recently, and I have an anecdote about the Splendid Table. There was a time when I was pretty enthusiastic about cooking, and I had also acquired a serious radio, so as I was flipping through the program listings, I thought, hey, I like cooking, and I like public radio. Maybe these public radio people have something interesting to say about cooking. So what did I hear on tuning in? Funny you should ask. I heard three things. One, a caller asking a question about sea salt slash different varieties of salt. Two, the host literally suggesting, with not a trace of irony, that the caller host a salt-tasting party. Three... <laughs> Me changing the channel because what the fuck is that? Oh, I'm so so hosting a salt tasting party. It, it really is just the. Although you have to cleanse your palate in between tastings of salt with tequila <laughs> yeah. and lime. <laughs> Uh, the amazing Mr. Toothpaste says, Sea Horse Water Polo? I've got my cap and mitt ready, and the lightning anemone is eager to do something other than deliver me to the deep city. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Maybe I'm late on this, says StrongBats fan, but why is there a VH1 pop-up video of Never Gonna Give You Up in the ass pipe? Intriguing watching for sure, though. Um, <laughs> well, so, it, that used to be... The reason that asspipe.asymmetric.net came to exist is so that I could show somebody asspipe.mpeg, which was a particularly funny porn video that I had encountered in my travels. Um, in which a girl with a really annoying voice kept repeating yeah yeah i want you to stick it deep in my ass pipe uh, which i thought was funny because is that what she calls her ass right <laughs> right like if she was she like go to the doctor what is it what 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 brings you to the doctor today well i'm having some pain in my ass pipe deep in my ass pipe. yeah um at a certain point, when I started using asspipe.asymmetric.net as a repository for things that I wanted to show to other people, and when it started becoming a thing that more people knew about, I thought, you know, maybe I shouldn't be hosting porn on the company website. Uh, porn that I don't own. Uh, so I just replaced it with a video that I also didn't own of that, because I thought it would be funny to sort of passively rickroll people who went back looking for that ass pipe video yeah 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 so there's like a 16 inch tall sword and martini guy and a 24 inch tall sword and martini guy yeah in there as well yeah is that just for people who want to make things for print yeah i mean i forget why i put them there but yeah and pachinko it says it wasn't rick astley when i watched asspipe.mpg or maybe it was Ugh, thanks Uh, Richard Baby 4000 says I'm pretty sure I know what the answer to this will be but any plans for Word Realms merch maybe if there's enough clamoring in the forums yeah I would I really doubt it uh, we should do some custom t-shirts that sure, you know, yeah. take orders for in advance yeah. Rage Neely says let's say you're the owner and maintainer of a free to play online video game that pays its employees based on money generated by some players regularly paying for premium content let's take this hypothetical even further by saying that the free players can access that content but must go through much more effort question is there a suggested manufacturer's yearly price for this made up game as in how much would you want a player with disposable income to spend on average man I don't even I don't even know how to answer that I imagine myself in the shoes of an enthusiastic KOL player. I would probably avail myself of some... If PayPal lets you, and I think that they do, I think that you can just say, I want to do this once a month or whatever. Actually, that's probably not true. You probably can't do that. Uh, you'd, have to, you'd have to ask us every time. Um, I know that there's at least one person who just has their bank's automatic bill pay setting up to just send 10 bucks a month. But I would, what I would intend to do would be to donate once for every item of the month. And if there was one that I felt like speculating in and I happened to be especially flush that month, maybe I would buy two or three of them or I would buy one for somebody as a gift or whatever. But I have no idea. I have no idea what I would do. I don't treat any other games the way that most of the people that play KOL play them because I, I just play everything with designeritis where I fuck around in a game for a month and then move on to 10 of the next things. I think I would probably do at least uh, half of the items of the month. Yeah. I would buy. But I would say like your hypothetical player just 
if there's something in the store that interests you, definitely grab one. And every time you do, tell a friend. Yeah, I mean, I wonder. Like, if if you were worried about missing an especially good item of the month, I would not mind. It's like, all right, well, if I decide that I get serious about competing in this at some point in the future, there's basically nothing that's out of my reach if I'm willing to spend 30 or 40 bucks just getting some mysteries and selling them for meat and getting the thing, you know? And, and it's like, yeah, it's all right. And that would probably make me that would probably make me give us less money knowing that I could do that if I ever needed to because then I would just never need to. But I, you know, pay what you think it's worth. Like that's that's sort of the way the new economy has to work is pay what you pay what it's worth to you what you're capable of paying. Like you know, and 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 if if it's if you can't afford anything or if it's not worth it to you, then don't don't give us any money. It's fine. You know? Yeah. Like and your your word of mouth and your goodwill is is a currency for us too. So pictures of your tits. Maybe pictures of your tits is, yeah. is a certain kind of currency. I mean, it's just one less tit picture that we have to buy. Yeah. Wait, who who buys porn mm, anymore? Yeah, good question. I mean, I'm not saying I steal porn. There's plenty of places that will give it to me. You're for a free. married man. You get all the porn you need from looking at your wife. That's right. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well. It got dark while I wasn't paying attention, and I forgot to put the uh, I forgot to turn the lights on in this room. I'm getting scared, Mister Skullhead. Is it spooky? Are you at home or are you at the? I'm at home. I'm also afraid that we're out of questions, and uh, nothing on the refresh. Nope. Nothing on the refresh. Well, that's okay because we are also at uh, we're well over ninety minutes, which is what we have decided our ten dozen minutes yeah, is now. Exactly. Should it, should we change the name of the show? No, no. I think that we're just using we're using podcasters dozens, which are nine. Okay. <laughs> well, everybody, thanks for tuning in. Um, send us questions on the forum thread if you yeah, like. Yeah, questions, you comments, the whole the whole dozen Facebook. yards. Yeah. Good. At, good. Oh, that was good. All I can do is praise you, like I should. Cool, guys. We'll see you next week. Bye, everyone. Good night, everybody.